Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, One Church in Global Locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. By God and that harvest, I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am. Because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. I'm on 10, and I win in Jesus' name. We're going to look at a few scriptures, so we're going to pray. Father, we honor you. We bless you. We commit this message now into your hands. I pray, Father, that this word would not fall on deaf ears, but it would fall on the ears of them that are doers. Father, your word said, blessed are the doers of your word. So today, I pray that there would be a spirit to do, not just to hear but a spirit to do as we're in a reset as we're creating fresh starts as we're creating a new beginning we decree and declare father that it happens and it is happening in our lives now i pray that the grace to apply what's being taught would also be released as this message goes forth why because this year you have ordained that we would be on 10 experiencing the best of the best this year you have ordained that we would be shalom nothing missing nothing broken nothing lacking all is well and we thank you that it is so in jesus name somebody shout hallelujah I want you to introduce today's message title to somebody. Tell them you need to reset the right relationships. Reset the right relationships. Hallelujah. You be seated. Uh, in this life-giving message series, we're walking through how to reset to create new beginnings. Say new beginnings. Come on, talk to me. Let me say new beginnings. Now, a reset means to move back to its original place or position. Please understand, as you go through life, sometimes you get knocked out of place and you get knocked out of position, but that day is over in your life. You've been at the bottom when you're supposed to be at the top. You've been the tail when you're supposed to be the head. You've been in lack when you're supposed to have overflow. I declare to you that your days of being out of position are over. Your days of being out of order are over. Touch your neighbor and say, that foolishness is over. Uh, it says to move back to an original place or position, then to put something back in the correct position for healing. Watch this. Until you're in the proper position and in the proper order, there are certain things that cannot be healed in your life. And so whenever God reveals something to you, it's because he wants to heal it in you. But to heal it in you, you've often got to reset because you're not in the proper placement and position in order to be healed. Sometimes if you break a bone, they have to put you in a cast so that you can be in the proper position so you can be healed. Say, I'm being positioned. So I can be healed. Uh, this is the reason why folk you used to run with, you don't run with no more. Folk you used to talk to, you don't talk to. No matter of fact, what used to bring you joy, don't even bring you joy no more. Now you're talking about what can I do for God? How can I put God first? How can I build this vision? Why? Because you're being put in the correct position for healing. 
Then it means to put something uh, uh, to set again or to set it differently. And so far in this series, we've hit reset in ourselves. We've reset how we see success through the lenses of its side effects. And then uh, we learned the ABCs of what we need to cut out of our lives. You made our message, touch your name and say, you need to cut it. Remember, the ABCs you needed to cut. The A with an asses. That's Deuteronomy 22.10. It says, thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. Now, if you don't feel comfortable saying ass, I'm a Bible preacher, so I say what the Bible says. The Bible says ass, I'm going to call it an ass. But if you don't feel comfortable doing that, then you can say donkey. Uh, say, but you need to cut them. The B was bitterness and the C was crazy confessions. Well, I taught you about that. You got to get those messages. Today, somebody say today. Uh, uh, we're going to learn how to reset the right relationships. Say right relationships. Now, a relationship is a decision to engage in perpetual connection, association, or involvement. And relationships are doors into the future. Watch this. And since we get to pick who we're in relationships with, whether it's dating, marriage, friends, family, relatives. And by the way, there is a difference between family and relatives. Relatives means we share a common blood, bloodline, but family means we're headed the same direction. This is why when they came to Jesus and said, your mother and brother are outside, your, mother's and br your mother and your brothers are outside, Jesus said, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? He said, whoever does the will of my fathers, this is my mother, this is my brother. Jesus redefined family about focus opposed to bloodline. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Uh, or says dating, marriage, friends, family, relatives. We get to pick those relationships, which means we get to shape our future. Say, I get to shape my future. You are no longer going to be living in the default of the hand that's been dealt to you, but you're going to be deciding who you're going to be in relationship with so you can decide your future. Now, I know somebody said, well, Bishop, you, I can't pick my bloodline. You're right. You can't pick your bloodline, but you can pick the type of relationship you have with them. Blood is not thicker than water. That ain't nowhere in the Bible. And even if it is, so what? Kool-Aid with too much sugar is thicker than water too. I don't understand what, what that got to do with anything. Now, watch this. We only reset. Notice the title of the message, 1115, is resetting what type of relationships? The right relationship. Because every relationship don't need to be reset. Some of them relationships need to be left. Which quickly brings us to the first point of today's message. And the first point is actually a question, pregunta for my Spanish speakers. First, does that relationship need to be reset? Let me ask you a question. Have you ever asked yourself, why does this relationship exist? Most people never ask the question and they waste so much of their life in relationships without clarity. Why are we in relationship together? If we're friends, why are we friends? Ephesians 4.16 describes relationships as joints, 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 like joints in your body, Denver. But joints in your body, Denver. Not outside your body, Denver. Now, 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 and it says each joint is supplying something. Check this out, which means you got to ask this question. What is this relationship supplying me and what am I supplying the relationship? It's a fool for you to be sitting up having, being on 10, supplying stuff to somebody that's on negative four. Now, in case you don't know what on 10 means, if you're connected to Harvest this year, it is God's desire for you that you be on 10, experiencing the best of the best, best of the best people, places, things, and ideas. Now, now, now what is being supplied to you and what are you supplying? What do they bring to the table besides drama? What do they bring to the table besides somebody extra you got to pay for at lunch? What do they bring to the table except a co-signer for you not to do right? Touch your neighbor and say, what's the joint supplying you? 
now, Ephesians 4, 16, it says relationships are joints and they're supplying you something. And in the natural, in your natural body, when a joint is bad, you develop arthritis. Check out the principle. So if in the natural you can get arthritis when you've got a bad joint, which the Bible refers to as a relationship, then that means in your life you can get life arthritis because you got bad relationships. What's life arthritis, Bishop? It's when the body attacks itself. In natural arthritis, the body is literally turning on itself. Watch this. When you got bad relationships in your life that don't need to be reset because they ain't right, they need to be left. Watch this. You will turn on you. Listen, what are you trying to say? This is when folks stop coming to church faithfully, stop praying, stop giving, stop caring about what the Bible says, stop being faithful to serve and go back to pick up bad habits because one bad joint can mess up your whole body. One bad relationship can mess up your whole life and set you back for decades. But I got an announcement for somebody at the 1115. God says all the last 10 years you've wasted in some bad relationships, God says in one day, he's getting ready to restore that time back to you. If I'm preaching to you, I need you to, to holler, I receive that. Yeah, the scripture says God has the ability to redeem the time, meaning he'll buy back some of the time that you wasted, which means you ain't behind schedule, you are right Touch your neighbor and say, I'm right on schedule. Now, watch this. Watch this. The question is, does this relationship need to be reset? Well, Bishop, how would I know? Let me tell you. You're wasting time if you're trying to reset with one of the three personality types described as the following animals in the Bible. Asses, dogs, and pigs. You could be dating an ass, dog, or a pig. You could be married to an ass, dog, or a pig. You can have friends that are ass dogs and pigs. You can have family that's ass dogs and pigs. And you definitely got some relatives that's asses dogs and pigs. Now, I'm saying the Bible. Don't get offended. You should read your Bible. Now, now touch your neighbor and say, don't reset with them. Because watch this. As soon as we started talking about resetting relationships, let me tell you what kicked on. You started thinking about people in your life and going, maybe I should have did this. Maybe I should have. Not if they're ass a dog or a pig. The only thing you should have done is kick them to the curb. And if it ain't no curb there, build them a curb and kick them to it. Deuteronomy 22.10, this is Moses speaking, King James Version. By the way, Deuteronomy means to say it over again, which means God says, how many times am I going to have to keep saying the same thing to you over and over and over? I don't know about you, but I don't want them to have to keep repeating themselves over and over again because that means I got to go through the same test over and over again. Touch your neighbor and say, just listen. Listen, Linda. YouTube it. Watch this. Deuteronomy 22, 10, King James Version. Thou shalt not plow. That ain't no suggestion. That's why Deuteronomy, he had to say it again. Well, it says, thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. Now, I've taught you on this before. I'm going to use this verse probably for the next, the rest of the messages throughout the rest of the year. I'm going to come out with a T-shirt. Then I'm going to trademark the phrase. I'm just, we're going to work this like a part-time job. Now. Well, what's this? An ass is a metaphor for a stupid person, place, thing, or idea. And the mark of an ass is that they're consistently inconsistent. In fact, the only time they get consistent is when you get on them to be consistent. I'm going to help somebody. If I got to ride you to make you do right, you ass, and you got to get the... If I always got to check up behind you, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do Man, I ain't got time to carry your ass. Did you pay the bill? Well, then just pay it yourself. I don't need you to pay it then. If you ain't... They're consistently inconsistent, and the only time they're consistent is when you ride them to be consistent. The only time they do right is when you're watching. 
My sister, this is the Bible. Touch on everybody. This is the Bible. Asses cause consistent uh, disruptions and delay because an ass can only do well short term. And they're normally present, but they're not purposeful. You can have people in your life that are present, but they serve no purpose. In fact, what they're doing is creating unnecessary delay and disruptions. Let me prove it to you. If you look back over your life, when certain people exited, you made fast progress. Who am I preaching to? Just look back over your life. The moment they stepped off the scene is the moment you had a surge. It's the moment you broke through. And I came to announce to somebody that if you'll stop trying to reset with asses, you're going to get further faster. Watch this. The Bible forbids us to plow with an ass. That word plow in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it means to be together with, to plan with, to build with, to conspire to be silent about matters which should be discussed with a superior with. To quit that which you were committed to with. See, quitters like to find other quitters to justify why they are quitters so that two losers can get together and feel good about losing. But you, you are on 10 this year. You, you are experiencing God's best this year. You, you are an ox, not an ass. What's the ox? O-X. What's the X? The Roman numeral 10. You are on. I said you are on. See, some of y'all just sitting there looking at me when I'm doing the hand movement. That's why you ain't on it yet because you don't know how to jump in where you fit in. I said you are on. And when the doctor come with a bad report, no, when your money looks funny, when your change looks strange, when asses start bucking, I feel like preaching here. It means to be alone with, the word plow, and it means to ignore leadership's direction with. Moses said, I forbid you to do any of those things with an ass, which means, watch this, if you just got the description of somebody in your life that fits the description of an ass, they don't get this here button. What's this here button? Disobedient button. The reset button. They don't qualify for that. You only qualify for a reset if you're worth it. All right, let's get into the pigs and the dogs. Matthew 7, 6. This is Jesus talking. How do you know if you got an old school Bible, not a digital one, if you got an old school when it's in red, but to, to just illustrate the point, in the video room, they put this in red so you can see it. See the red highlight around it? Now, watch this. This is Jesus talking. Say, Jesus said this. Talk to me, 11, 15. Say, Jesus said this. Watch what he's going to say. It's going to psych your mind. Do not give. See, see, it's the commandment. See, so God's not suggesting that you tell him that you know better than he does about people. He's telling you when you see these traits, what you need to do is not reset with them. He says, do not give what is holy, which means distinct, valuable, or sacred. More specifically, your time to the dogs. He's talking about humans. Jesus Christ, the God of unconditional love, he calls some people dogs. Bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yay bow wow yippee yo yippee yay. Snoop D on double G. I know that was rough. I had no business doing that. I know that. At least I know my lane. Find yours though. <laughs> I'm just joking. Watch this. Do not give what is holy, distinct, valuable, your time. Your time is your most sacred, your most valuable commodity. And oftentimes we waste it on asses, pigs, and dogs. Thinking that if I spend a little more time, I'll change their nature. 
If I, if I have another lunch with them, I'll change their nature. If I have another dinner with them, I'll change their nature. Just give me some more time. Jesus said, don't give them your time. Which means if you give your time to a dog, you out of line, out of order. Here's what dogs means in Greek. That's the language of our New Testament. A man of impure mind, an impudent man, a man who returns to his vomit. And man here don't just mean man, because I know some of the ladies like, talk about them dogs, Bishop. You could... You could be a female dog. Returns to their vomit. That means they make a mistake, go right back to the mistake. Talking about I'm going to clean the mistake up by making another mistake with the mistake where I made the mistake, how I made the mistake, with who I made the mistake with, but I'm going to fix the mistake though. Then listen to this last definition. A spiritual predator who feeds off of others. Jesus said, don't give your time to people who keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Why? Because it's not a mistake anymore. It's a choice. It ain't, oops, I did it again if I hadn't done it 400 times. It's just, this is what I wanted to do. You didn't know? I don't hear nobody at the 11.15. Then he says, nor cast your pearls, things of value, before swine, say pigs, lest they trample. Now, here's what trample means in Greek. Reject you with disdain by disrespecting you and then push you away. Let me give it to you in layman's terms. They'll hate you for being too good for them. This is why you're like, why did so-and-so act this way with me? Because they were a pig, and what do pigs do? They reject you by disrespecting you and pushing you away because they realize you're too good for them, and you're the only one that don't know that. Then it says they'll, 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 they'll trample them under their feet, and then look at this last part, and turn and tear you into pieces. Here's why you don't reset with a pig. Because then uh, the psalmist said it like this. He says, restore my soul. Take this out. Restore. Put my soul back together. What's my soul? My mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. How did it get broken up? Pigs. You got parts of you left in friendships and relationships and past marriages. There's parts of you that have been broken off and trampled over and torn into pieces by pigs. You're not even fully present today because you left some of you with pigs. But today, in the name of Jesus, I declare your soul is being restored. Your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions are being restored. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm being restored. This is why you be telling people, I just need all of you. They ain't even got all of them. Part of them left with a pig. Porky pig. What's some other pigs? Pigs in the blanket. Piggly Wiggly, Miss Piggy, all these different folk. Watch this. They came in your life. They knew they were a pig. You thought you were a pig whisperer. This is why they say stuff to you like, I just think you're too good for me. And you sit there and say, no, I'm not. I'm just going to love you, baby, in the church. They told you what they were. I just feel like I'm going to mess it up. They just told you they were a pig. I just feel like the Lord blessed me out of my league. Good. Then I'm going to tell you what. Stay in your league. Because <laughs> I'm on 10. It's the major leagues around here. You better learn. You better come correct if you're coming for a shark. <sighs> now, 
Watch this. Watch this. I, you know what? I, let me just, this ain't got nothing to do with the message. I love harvesters. You know why? Because harvesters, we love God. But watch this. Come incorrect. And we'll just love God, love people, love life. All right, watch this. Watch this. Back to the message. Watch this. Here's why it's dangerous. Because I know what some of y'all are thinking. Bishop, I hear what you're saying. And I know what Jesus said. But Bishop, you don't know them like I know them. That's my friend. That's my friend, Bishop. That's, that, that, that's my man, Bishop. That's my bae. That's my baby's daddy. That's my baby's mama. That's my friend. That's my cousin. We both are not real cousins. No, we play cousins. But Bishop, you don't know them like I know them. See, because you think you're an ass whisperer, a dog whisperer, and a pig whisperer. You think you, you're going to do what Jesus, notice what Jesus didn't say to do. Jesus didn't say to try to change the pig or the dog. He said, just realize and recognize what it is. Here's what we often do in life. We'll see what it is. And then we'll, you know, rescue rangers, chip, 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 and there. And it will be like, I'm on the scene. Everything's going to be fine. I know you ain't loyal, but I'm going to teach you how to be loyal. I know you can't be trusted every time you open your mouth. I know. But I'm just going to teach you how to. I'm Batman. And you're going to save Harvey. You already know he's two-faced. You, 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 you already know that. So here's, here, here's, here's why this is dangerous. Such a neighbor says it's dangerous. Here's why it's dangerous. Uh, Luke eleven twenty four. Here's why it's dangerous to try to reset with asses, dogs, and pigs. Because the moment I started talking about resetting the right relationships, different people popped on your mind. And you need to make sure you're not trying to hit reset with an ass, a pig, or a dog. Watch this. Here it is, Luke eleven twenty four. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest. Now, who's talking? Just again, so this Jesus talking. Say, this Jesus talking. All right, Jesus is God in a body. The anthropos, so much God, you can't believe he's man, so much man, you can't believe he's God. The anthropos, God, man. Got it? I says, uh, and finding none, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. Verse 25. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. What does that sound like? A reset. Are you checking it? So here's a man that's out of order. So we can infer he's an ass, a dog, or a pig, or a woman. Then somebody says, let's hit reset. Now we're in verse 26. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. In other words, watch this. I know I'm preaching to you because you'll just throw your hand up one time. Watch this. When you try to reset with an ass, a pig, or a dog, the interactions get worse over time. Okay, y'all, y'all, y'all gonna leave me nothing. You ever call yourself resetting with somebody to only have that thing get much worse than it was last time? And you're like, how is it getting worse? It's getting worse because seven more asses, pigs, and dogs came with the first one. Like, I just don't know what's wrong. I tell you what's wrong is you had no business resetting with an ass, a pig, or a dog. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Especially those of you who have a high spiritual gift of mercy. If you don't know what your spiritual gifts are, take care of you. You find out what your spiritual gifts are. That'll explain why you do a lot of what you do, even if what you do don't make no sense even to you. If you got a lot of mercy, and mercy when it's unrestrained is dangerous. Even Jesus knew how to restrain his mercy. Because mercy unrestrained will have the dog bite you, and you'll be like, it's just a dog. It didn't know any better. Well, <laughs> I don't know what part of my hand looked like a bone. So it knew better. 
Because that don't, my hand don't look like no bone. It's quiet. Pigs, you, you know what we do with pigs? We eat them. They ain't good for nothing except bacon and pulled pork sandwiches. Now, I'm from the South, but I could never get with pig feet. I couldn't get with that. And I can only do chitlins once a year. Now, Denver, let me just tell you what those are, because you, you call them chitterlings. Let me tell you what they are. Chitlins is the, the insides of a pig. I do them once a year with copious quantities of hot sauce. Copious means a lot. Just, you just keep on going, keep on. Like you need some more? Yeah, go and give me another bottle. I'm going to need some more. Now, watch this, watch this. It's dangerous to reset with an acid pig or dog because your interactions are going to get worse. And here's what happens. It's going to be stronger to break the connection. Watch it, because now there's a force against you. Notice he said, there's going to be seven more. You're not hearing. And the book says they're going to be worse than the original. So now you watch this. You've been on a reset with somebody for 23 years. You've been on a reset with somebody for 10 years. You've been on a reset with somebody for five years. But it's more difficult for you to break it now because it came back with reinforcements. But today, if that's you, I speak that there is a grace upon you that can break that thing off and not look back. Touch your neighbor and say, there's a reset in the atmosphere. Here's what happened. You'll think you're saving time by resetting with an ass, a pig, or a dog because of your history with them. You'd be like, we got all of this history together. We got these kids together. We bought this house together. We bought this car together. We'll unbuy it. Refinance it. Y'all not saying nothing. Don't take their word for it. Get that stuff in writing. That's good Christianity in writing. Write division. Make it play. <laughs> Read your Bible. Now, Bishop, what are you trying to say? Bishop, what are you trying to say? You'll think you're saving time by resetting with them because of history with them. Listen, we've been friends for so many years. We got so much history together. Not realizing that statement alone is contrary to a reset. We have so much history together. Well, the history wasn't good enough, apparently. Because you're talking about you need to reset. It's quiet, church. History with them, watch this, doesn't mean there's any value from them. I'll say it again. History with them doesn't mean there's any value from them. History doesn't mean anything other than history. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Touch your neighbor and say, you're not saving time. That's wasting time. The Bible doesn't say to change the nature of the ass, the pig, or the dog. It imp- instead, it implies you should recognize you're dealing with an A, P, or D because you'll waste time trying to reset, not realizing that any person convinced against their will is of the same mindset still. See, they'll change for a while. And then all you need is enough pressure. And they'll go right back to the same them they were. I wish I had a witness here. They'll be saying all the right stuff. Oh, shalom, hallelujah, I'm on 10. Bless the Lord, Jesus, hallelujah, God almighty. And put enough pressure on them. And then they ask that pig or that dog will come right out. Why? Because they only changed, watch this, to pacify not because they wanted to this is why if you don't have people in your life that are getting better on their own because they want to you just found out what you got now you, you'll think you're saving time but, 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 but you're not what you're doing is wasting time because they will change watch this for a season 
They'll change for a season. Got it? Yesterday, it, it was cold around here. Cold-ish, I should say. And so, you know, you, go, you went from like, you know, shorts and, you know, this is Denver flip-flop sandals and all that to like, you know, sweats and stuff and jeans. Were y'all here yesterday? I was here yesterday. Were y'all here in Denver yesterday? Now, what's the point? The season changed, which means I had to change what I wore, which means I changed how I look yesterday. That's how some people are. They will change to pacify. They'll change so you stop saying something. Then once they think they got you, Well, then who should I reset with? It's real simple. Now, you don't reset with an ass, a pig, or a dog. Okay? Now, if you do that, I just want you to know, I want you to know, God says it's going to be worse. And when it's worse, God says, you're going to really need the word to get you through that because it came back with seven reinforcements worse than the original. So for those of you on your fourth reset, do the math. Four times seven, 28, plus the original. You got 29 APDs you trying to fight off and wonder why you're so discouraged, wonder why you're so depressed, wonder why your moods are up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. You get free from one, then the other one's like. And notice, okay, I don't have time to see, but notice it says spirits, which a spirit uh, in its simplest form is the Greek word pneuma, which means mindset which means there are mentalities you have to fight through that are in you that are contrary to you because they're around you. All right, all right, all right. So, Bishop, Bishop, I don't, replay, uh, I don't reset with an APD. Then, uh, watch this. Who, who do I reset with? You only fight for who fights for you. And if they walk away or threaten to, you may want to let it stay that way. Let me help you understand something. Whenever I was telling them this morning, uh, a lot of times pastors will, need to be navigated to stuff. And I said, Bishop, what do you think I should do about this? Bishop, what do you think I should do about this? And, and so we'll go through it and i say, you know, you need, to, you need to check that. You need to get that together because, because that's breeding. That disorder over there is breeding disorder. It's a, it's a cancer. And if you don't cut that out, it's going to poison more people. And so what ends up happening is that uh, sometimes pastors say, well, Bishop, I just don't want to say nothing because they may lead the church. And I say, well, here's what you understand. They already gone. The fact that they would disrespect you like that in your presence tells you they've already left your presence. So you, you handling it ain't doing nothing but finally taking some control and put some order back in place. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Here's what we do sometimes. One time, sometimes people will threaten to walk away from you or walk away from you with no valid reason. Got it? And you'll be like, don't leave. Don't leave me, girl. Please stay right here. Do, 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 do. Come on. I want that for altar call. That's what I want. I'm just, I'm just joking, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this. Here's the point. And then you'll beg someone to stay who's already left anyway. Now, let me be very clear here because I know what some of y'all are thinking. That's right, but watch this. This is situational. If they threaten to walk away or they walk away because you out acting crazy, now that's very different. You need to be walked away from. You need to be taught some lessons. Okay, if you acting a fool with them and lying to them and all this, whatever the relationship type is, well, that's very different. That's very different than everything's fine. I just, you know what, I'm, I just, I'm just walking away. Okay. Deuces. 
That's Hebrew for bye. You ain't going to fight for me to stay? No, because you ain't a fighter anyway. You fight for who fights for you. Let me tell you where some of your greatest hurt has come from. People told you they were gone. And you talking about, I love my friend so much. This is my best friend. BFFFFFFFFF. I love this person so much. I love this person. And you're holding on to who's already departed. The threat alone is an indication that the motive is already present. So the only thing you're doing is just you know, counting out time. It's quiet in the church. Now, I've got to say this again because this is Denver. That's situational. Okay? So if you out there, you know, uh, lying to friends and lying to who you're married to and all that, and they're like, I'm gone, you, know, you don't even love me. No, I love me more than you. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, which means I got to love me more than I love you because I need to have some love left to give you, which means you ain't going to treat me like that. I'm not a doormat. Being a Christian doesn't mean I'm a punching bag. Doesn't mean I'm a doormat. Doesn't mean you're going to treat me any kind of way. That ain't being no Christian. That's being a punk. And by punk, I mean a person that is weak. Jesus was meek. He wasn't weak. Meek means submissive. Weak means passive. And you and I were not sent to be weak and passive. You and I were sent to rule, to reign, to conquer, and to subdue. So that's the first question is, does it need to be reset? Who don't we reset with? Okay, now again, if you don't feel comfortable saying what the Bible says, you can just say donkeys, okay? All right, now, now, now watch this. Secondly, why does it need to be reset? So if they qualify for a reset, which means before you make a call, qualify that lead. That's what he's saying sales, okay? Before you make the call, qualify to make sure they deserve a reset. Now, then if they qualify for a reset, why does it need to be reset? In other words, how did it get off track? How did it freeze? How did it go from great to gross? Whatever the relationship is, got it? Did you lose appreciation for them? Sometimes you can lose appreciation for someone's value because it becomes common so you get comfortable. And you often don't appreciate what you're comfortable with. Did you stop honoring them? You know what? Dishonor wants you to be ordinary until it needs you to be extraordinary. And Romans 13 teaches us that we must be people of honor. Say I'm a person of honor. And we owe God honor. You know what? It's amazing because before we try to be better uh, husbands, better fathers, better wives, better children, better this or that, the first thing we got to do is be better Christians. See, if God is love, God has been as a source of love, being a Christian is being God-like, then how is it I'm trying to be a better parent before I'm a better Christian? I can't be a better parent until I'm first a better Christian because I don't have anything to give them until I get something from him. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Now, well, watch this. Uh, then we owe uh, honor to leadership. Now, this, this, is, this is important uh, because God judges you according to how you honor your leadership. Not just the church, but on your job. Anywhere where there is a leader, God will judge you based on how you honor that leadership. Second Chronicles 36 and 12, the scripture says that God was getting ready to smite. He was getting ready to kill a king because of his dishonor. Watch this, not just to God, but to the man of God, which was his leader. He did evil in the sight of the Lord his God. Let's read it, church. Let's read it together, church. Who spoke from the mouth of the Lord. Said, that's the man of God. Notice, the Bible says he didn't humble himself before the man of God. He thought he could get it right with God, but not act right with his man of God. And God said, I'm going to kill you for that. You got to die. Deuces. 
But what I love about the story is, is when he repented, God said, I'm going to give you one more chance. Is there anybody in here that's glad that even when you make some mistakes, even when you have some failures, if you'll just repent for that thing and say, God, I was crazy. I don't know what I was doing. Give me one more chance. Give me, give me one more chance. That's this. Then how do you honor others? How you treat others is a reflection of how you treat yourself. How do you really treat people? I don't mean how you like to treat people in your head. How do you actually treat people? Like it's amazing that people are like, I just don't understand why ain't nobody nice to me. And they're mean. I don't understand why I can't find no loyal people. And they are, when you look up disloyal in the dictionary, it's a picture of them right there standing. Well, watch this. How you treat others is a reflection of what, how you treat yourself and the belief in yourself. Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. As makes it a mathematical equation, which means I can only give that which I first give to me. See, I can't give you what I don't give me. And anything that I give you that I don't give me is nothing more than a cheap forgery. It won't last. This is why people, watch this, this is why people can start out real great with you. And then you'll be like, what happened? It was a forgery. They were chasing. All right, move on. Okay, watch this. And then lastly, honor yourself. You can only give others what you give yourself. Say, I need to honor me. Here's ways we dishonor ourselves. We dishonor ourselves when we say we're going to do something, don't do it. We're then teaching ourselves that our word to ourselves doesn't mean anything. I'm going to get up tomorrow at 5 and go to the gym. Now, you already know you're not going to do that because you went to sleep at 2. Ain't, ain't nobody going to say nothing to me at 11.15? You're going to be like, I, I am going to bed every night at 10.30. You don't even get off the phone until quarter after 12. <laughs> All right, okay. When we dishonor ourselves, we are now sowing the seeds to dishonor others, which means now we won't honor leadership, which means now we won't honor God. See, it's an inside job first. So some relationships have to be reset because you stopped honoring, but really you stopped honoring you. And because you stopped honoring you, you stopped honoring them. Because you stopped honoring them, you stopped honoring leadership. Because you stopped honoring leadership, you stopped honoring God. But it all started with you lying to you. But today, I declare there is a resurgence of honor that you have for yourself. The Bible says that he made us with honor and crowned us with glory. Touch your neighbor and say, you've been made with honor. You're not chump change. You're not a mistake. You've made some. You're not a failure. You've had some. Say, I'm a person of honor. Okay, and then finally, so did you lose appreciation for them? Did you stop honoring them? And then did you stop communicating so now you're constipated? Um, now, I don't want to get too graphic at the 11.15, but I, I figured y'all have an appreciation for this line, so I didn't say it at the 9.15. I'm saying to y'all, hey, I've been constipated. Just don't answer. Just, just think about it in your, in your mind. It's a rhetorical question. That's okay, though, but see, what I love about it is you can be honest. Touching them and say, you can be honest. Now, watch this. If you've been constipated, here's, here's, you have bad attitude. You're, 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 you're very moody. See, some of y'all been constipated for years and didn't even know it. They're like, I don't know why I feel like this. Coming up in the South, they had a remedy for you. They'd give you some prunes. To go on in there and just sit, wait on the Lord. There'll be a flow coming through any moment. Now, I don't want to be too graphic. Here's the point, though. When you don't communicate, you get constipated. And so now you're mad at them when the issue's you. 
You're not communicating, so you're constipated, so you have a bad attitude, you're in a bad mood, and you're, you know, simple stuff is hard with you. What do you want to eat? I don't know. Well, you better stop rocking them shoulders like that because I'm finna help you find out. Simple stuff becomes difficult. Good morning. How you signing? You just got up. Because you're constipated. But you're constipated because you stopped communicating. It's quiet, church. Avoiding tough conversations avoids great relationships. Avoiding tough conversations avoids tough, uh, great relationships. Now, everybody want great relationships, right? Okay, so we got to communicate, which brings us to the third point. I'm almost done. If it qualifies for a reset, whatever the relationship is, friends, family, relatives, dating, marriage, whatever it is, then don't precipitate, communicate. Precipitate in this context here, it means to act violently or unwise. Touch your neighbor and say, don't do that. Okay, here's, here's the deal. And you got to go to the bookstore. There's a, I didn't talk about this a lot, so, so I'm just giving you a big, the macro teaching today. You got to go get the micros, and there are tons of those in the bookstore. Uh, watch this. Living in the denial of reality by not having the tough conversations creates a false sense of happiness. You'd be like, I'm so happy. No, you're in denial. Because there's a gorilla sitting over here that wears 800 pounds, and it's another one round over there. That one weighs 1,200 pounds. And there's another one right over there. And, and, and that one weighs 2,000 pounds. Now, but when I'm not looking at that, I'm so happy. Life is so good. And then the gorilla was like, whatever gorillas do. And then, and, and then you look at it and you're like, no, I don't want to talk about that. That's in the past. I don't want to deal with that. That happened yesterday. And today is a new day. Bishop just preached. It's a new day. No, I didn't. It is, though, but I didn't just preach that. Now, watch this. Here's the point. Avoiding tough conversations is avoiding great relationships. So, so I got to communicate. Say, I must communicate. When you don't address the obvious 800-pound gorillas in the room and the red flags right in front of you, anybody can be happy in a pretend world. But when you start having the tough conversations, you're actually dealing with the issues that are creating the necessity for a reset in the first place. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying? All right, so let me just give you an example. If you don't trust a friend and you ain't told them you don't trust them, but yet you sit up on the phone with them every day, but you have to filter what you say, they're not the problem. You're acting precipitously. You're acting unwisely. Why in the world would I get on the phone with you and I can't trust you? Let me tell you what you do. You need to cut it. I started last week. I cut my contacts down. I went my phone, and I just started cutting, 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 cutting. And by Wednesday, I think I had it down to 94 or something like that. And yesterday, I got it down to 66. And because I don't like all them sixes, I'm going to get it down to 65. I don't know who I'm cutting, but somebody getting cut fresh out of church. Soon as I walk to my office, somebody getting cut. Now, 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 now watch this. Watch this, church. Watch this. Watch this. Say, I must communicate. communicate. Got to have the tough conversations, okay? I, I can't avoid the tough conversations, okay? I, it, it, we can't avoid the fact that um, you act different around this group of people and this group of people and this group. We can't avoid that, so let's talk about that. See, because you, you'll just be getting mad walking through the mall. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. And then texting. You know what? 
Hold on. Now, let me. Since y'all ain't saying nothing in the middle section, I got something I need to say. Texting is not the appropriate way for adults to communicate about serious stuff. You text to say, you know, I put you some extra meat on your bologna sandwich or something. You don't text to fix a broken marriage. You don't text to fix a broken friendship. You don't text to... You don't text your boss. Come on, I'm going through something today. I'm going to be a little late. And we're going through something too. We're cleaning your office out. That's what we're doing. <laughs> what a coincidence. We're both working on something. Texting is not the appropriate way to communicate when you're solving adult problems. And then here's what you'll do. They'll text you. Watch this. Then you'll call them. Then they'll ignore the call and be like, just read the text. I'm going to tell you what I ain't doing. I ain't reading your text. And you just got cut. When you want to grow up and be a big, a big girl and a big boy. You know, you got folks getting divorces now over text. They Facebook and they divorce decree. Effective immediately. We are no longer married. Block you. Social media has made our culture so passive aggressive. Because people will post stuff that's about you but won't say it to you. So watch this. Somebody right now in church, you just have to cut some people out of your life. Now they talking about you sitting right next to them. But they, they text us. <laughs> now watch this. Touch your name and say you must communicate. Watch this. Confrontation's not the absence of peace. It's the presence of peace. Confrontation. Can confrontation doesn't have to be violent and all extra and all, you know, real housewives of this and that, love and this and that. It don't have to be all that. Confrontation can simply be, hey, listen, we got a problem. We need to talk about that problem. Well, I just don't want to talk about it. Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen is we're going to talk about it because the problem is, is that we can't reset and we won't even communicate. We won't reset, and I can't trust. How am I going to reset with you, and I don't even trust you? How am I going to reset with you, and I don't even half like you? I'm asking God every day for grace to even tolerate you. But we need to talk about that. See, sometimes the button won't work if. No, oh, y'all got me replacement. Look at God. That's good. This one is so much more obedient. Amen. Watch this. Lastly, here it is. To reset, start by sowing what you want to see. Galatians 6 and 7. Say, I must sow what I want to see. Galatians 6 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man reaps, sows, that will he also reap. Leave the verse up for a moment. He says, don't get it twisted is what he's saying. Let me just talk real plain English. He's saying, don't get it twisted. Don't misunderstand. Sometimes you think you're not going to reap what you sow because it's taking a little longer to reap it. He says, don't get it twisted. God is not mocked. Whatever a man or woman, of course, sows, that he will also reap. I want you to see a couple of things. Whatever. What does whatever mean, church? Whatever. Which means if you sow disloyalty, if you sow gossip, if you sow spreading rumors, if you sow getting in other people's business, if you sow being a nosy rosy, Whatever you sow, you will also reap. Now, here's the issue. The issue oh, that's great. Let me have that other one. This is wonderful. Great. So, check this out. 
Here's what happens. The way the verse reads, you, you think, you say, okay, if I sow you this green, this green, this green button, got it? And, and then I'm going to get what back? Green button. That's not how it works. Sowing and reaping are agricultural terms. Got it? Which means it's seed and harvest. So a harvest is always greater than the seed I sow. Corn seed, ear of corn. Got it? Watermelon seed, watermelon. So here's how it works. Whatever I sow, it's always going to be greater when I reap it. So I got to be careful what I sow because I'm going to get it back bigger than I gave it. Now watch this. Uh, Let me ask you a question. What are you sowing in relationships? Watch this. Not just what you sow to others, but what do you sow to yourself? Because notice what the text says. Whatever a man sows, it didn't say just to other people. It says whatever a man sows, which means whatever I sow into me, I might reap it through you. Watch this. So if you sow doubt with you, you're reaping inconsistent people around you. But today, if you're sowing dishonor to self, you're reaping people that dishonor you. Because the book says, whatever a man sows, didn't say where he sowed it, that he will also reap. So today, we're going to make an announcement to your harvest. Every harvest that is not on 10, in the name of Jesus, we speak to that harvest and command that harvest to be dried up now in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, Father, forgive me for sowing poorly. In this moment, I ask you, for grace, for mercy, to reverse a negative harvest. You ought to give him praise for that. If you didn't sown some negative stuff, you ought to give him. Ah. Watch this. Now, here's the issue when we sow. Sometimes we don't want to sow good, right, into other people because we've been hurt. Anybody ever been hurt in here? Good. Guess what? That's part of life. Anybody ever been lied on? Good. So just since you've been lied on, let me just help you with something. Since you've been lied on, don't believe everything you hear about other people. If somebody didn't lie on you, is it possible somebody might lie about somebody else to you? Okay. All right. All right. All right. No, 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 watch this. Watch this. We've all been hurt. We've all been betrayed. Okay. If you haven't been, just live. Monday's coming. Tuesday's coming. Life is coming. Watch this. We've all been hurt. We've all been betrayed. We've all had somebody we thought we could count on to only discover that we couldn't count on them. But the truth be told is we knew we shouldn't have counted on them, but we tried to whisper to an A, a P, or a D. And so here's what happens. We've all had that. So here's what happens in life. It's like I've given so much good and I've done right by people. I'm scared to do it now because I don't think I'm going to reap it. So here's how we think. The Bible says we should do it, but here's how we sometimes think. Not you, your spiritual, but your neighbor. Here's what we sometimes think. We sometimes think, well, you be nice to me first. I'll observe that. Then I'll be nice to you. You buy me something first. I will observe this. Then I will go get you something that's equal value to what you got me. Okay, let me prove it to you. There are certain folks for Christmas gifts. You remember what they got you last year to try to, see, see, see? Thank you for the honest person in the room. You try to price it out like, nah, they didn't spend more than 25. I ain't spending no more than the 25 they spent on me. They got me a Texas Roadhouse gift certificate. That's all they gonna get. That's good, they gonna go back for themselves. That's what they gonna give it because I ain't giving nobody nothing more than they gave me. Ha, huh. on 10. <laughs> 
Can y'all be honest? That's what we, that, your neighbor, your neighbor. Your neighbor? It's like, I'm not going to be nice to you or anyone until you show it to me. You want respect? You're going to put some respect on my name first. But that's out of line. That's out of order. Well, watch this. Watch Ephesians 6, 8. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, sows, he will receive, reap the same from who? The Lord. Wait a minute, church. Not necessarily from who you sold it to. The first row over here got it. I need the rest of y'all over here to get it. Here's what we think. If I sow to you, I want to reap from you. And if I don't, I ain't going to sow with nobody else. It's quiet, church. It's quiet, church. You ever tried to help somebody out? They did you wrong, so now you're like, I ain't helping nobody. Somebody be like, let me have a quarter. You got 14 quarters in your hand. You ain't going to do nothing but go put it on top of your dresser. Nah, I ain't got it all. Nah, I ain't going to be able to do that. Watch this. Here's what we want. We want to sow with person A, reap with person A. The book says you may sow with A and get it with J. You may sow with C and get it with Z. You're not hearing what I'm saying? He says, knowing that whatever good anyone does, sows, he will receive, reap the same from who? The Lord. Which means sometimes you're going to sow loyalty to people that will be disloyal to you. But then God will send somebody in your life that will be loyal to you. And you never had to have one conversation with them about loyalty. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Let me tell you, can I preach my own story for just about 10 seconds? Some of the greatest reaping I reap in from where I sowed it is from people that don't get none of my seed, none of my time, but I'm reaping it in them because whatever good any man does, he reaps it from the Lord, not necessarily who he sowed it to. So there'll be people, oh, and by the way, it's reaping time. I said it's reaping time. You done dealt with enough zeros and the rest and all of that. It's reaping time. Touch your neighbor and say, it is reaping time. Oh, watch the verse. I'm done. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, sows, he will receive the same from who? The Lord. Which means you may do the right things and discover that you did the right things for an ass, a pig, or a dog. Touch your neighbor and say, don't be mad. Just get ready to reap from somebody else. Y'all don't even know when to shout in church. I just shouted myself. Man, I want to dance all by my own. Not yet. Not yet. No, no, no. If you do right by people, God will do right by you even if they don't. Because the book says that you're going to get your harvest from the Lord. That's why there's some friends you were good to. I mean, you were like the textbook definition of friendship. And they treated you dirty. And you got a little bitterness left over. And so now you're like, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. Yes, you do. God says, I've been holding some folk until you realize stop looking for it from them and look for it from me. I know you had some family treat you like trash and do you like dirt and act like you wasn't nobody and wasn't nothing. God says, I got a whole nother family for you. 
and when you walk into 14100 and when you log on to harvestcc.me, I got a whole nother family prepared for you that just wants to love you to life and just wants to see you experience the best of the best. I got something else. Touch your neighbor, say it is reaping time. Today, I, I'm out of time. If you're in this worship experience and you've never given your life to Jesus, I got good news for you. There's forgiveness for you. 2,000 years ago, God accepted the body. That body was called Jesus. That body died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful to him, there's forgiveness for you. What I love about God is he's the God of another chance. Say another chance. He's the God of resets, new beginnings, fresh starts. And what I love about it, I, I remember, if, you, if you've ever played video games in your life, ever, um, do you remember they came out with their memory cards? And the memory cards were there so that if you had to hit reset, you didn't lose progress. I'm going to tell somebody, don't be afraid of a reset because you think you're going to lose progress. God says, ain't no progress lost. You're right on schedule. I'm preaching to somebody. I'm prophesying to somebody. You are, you are right on schedule. Everything is fine. If you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to him today, if you're at this worship experience, if you're on our Apple TV campus, our Roku campus, our Facebook Live campus, our Internet campus, our mobile app, did I get them all? Dallas, Fort Worth, Aurora, everywhere, wherever you're at today. If you need to become a Christian and recommit yourself to Jesus, I want you to throw your hands up on the count of three. When you do, we're going to shout and celebrate for you because we were all once standing in that same place. and We all needed a, a reset. And at Harvest, we're not going to beat you up. We're not going to throw you down. We're not going to look at you because of your mistakes or failures. What I love about Jesus is that he doesn't judge our future by our past. That's good news, somebody. So today, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to Jesus. You're here at the World Campus, watching online, wherever you're at. On the count of three, I want you to throw your hand up. If you're not sure, be sure today. There's nothing wrong with being sure. Because if I got saved when I was 10, you didn't even half know what you were praying. Be sure. Be sure. Life is not promised. Tomorrow's not promised. The Bible says life is a vapor. It could be here one moment and gone the next. Don't play with this. He loves you. And he just wants you to receive that love. And what I love about him is I come as I am. But I don't stay as I am because his words going to begin the process of changing. Bishop, as soon as I get my life together, I'm going to come to church. That's not how this works. You don't get your life together to come to church. You come to church and God begins the process of getting your life together. Father, one of those is you. On the count of three, throw your hand up. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to Jesus. One, two, three. If that's you, throw your hand up right where you are. I see you. I see you. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, Harvest. Thank God for these hands today. Thank God for the hands that we can't see that are online. Hallelujah. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. 
They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.